Hi, what's up, Chalkers? Welcome to the Let's Chalk About It podcast. If you're new to fitness or just want to hang with some like-minded fitness folk, then this is the place for you. Remember, it's always good to chalk about it. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Chalk About It. I am joined by Captain Jacked, Scott Carson. How are we this week? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. I'm all right. And we have our special guest this week, which is UK wrestler Brady Phillips. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well, thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. You don't know nice. what you're in for yet, but thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking part in our quiz, so uh, you know a little bit about what you're going to expect from us. Only I'm in control now, and not Scott. Shame. It's going to be going to be some good, clean humour. <laughs> yep. No I'm swearing. The captain now. <laughs> I'm the captain now. Uh, so, how have you been during lockdown? How's uh, version two been treating you? Uh you know, like tra- training, like I invested so much in training equipment in lockdown one that I'm actually okay come lockdown two because I, I didn't sell it and try cash. You know, you know, you never know with these things nowadays, do you? So I, I kept hold of it all and, and I'm good to go for four weeks or whatever it's going to be this time around. So training um, wise, you, you're just training outside? Tra- I'm, I'm training outside. I've got a, I've got a, a, I say I haven't got a farm, but there's a barn that I'm currently using this that's got some stuff in it and uh just training there on the regular wow he's like the real brock lesnar isn't it do you go right in with a lot i no, not yet but i am looking into i've, I've started doing carries you know i've never had space oh, to do carries yeah. before so uh, i've just been doing farmer's walks with a trap bar at the minute i'm looking at getting some handles and i want a prowler sled which i'm looking around for um just because i've got the space to try these new things that i've just never really done before so i'm yeah, yeah gonna I'll look into that um and I, I, I'd say it's not less Brock Lesnar, more Rocky Four. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I was to train anything like that, I'd be more like Rocky Five, where he's like, "Yeah, you got calluses in your knees, you can't walk, you can't move your arms." Six. That's the one. Six. Rocky Five is the one we don't speak about. Is Rocky Five the one where he, he's a trainer? Tommy Gunn. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Because we don't pay attention to Rocky Five. We do not. I'm more natural Libre when I train. (laughs) (laughs) I want my eagle powers. (laughs) You did you did look a little Jack Black though with the with the with the facial hair going on. Yeah, yeah, the the shaved buds. Yeah. I do. If I could could quote that film I'd request a quote, but I don't know anything about that film. Natural Libre. Yeah, I've seen it maybe once because I thought, oh, a wrestling film, and then I uh, watched it once, and I was like, never again. <laughs> yeah. so, oh, how dare you do this like to a wrestling film? <laughs> in terms of wrestling films, it, it's very much down there. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> below Ready yeah. to Rumble. I was about to say what was oh, it? We used to watch. Oh no, Ready to Rumble is <laughs> like up here, just below the wrestler. Uh, I hey, I love it. I prefer it to the wrestler, but people hate it. I can people quote that shit on it so much. <laughs> Smells like French toast. French toast dipped in shit. <laughs> Such a great film. Such a... Didn't he actually have a run as the champion there as well for a while? David Arquette. David Arquette, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he did, didn't he? Was you, was you asking that as a serious question? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a very famous thing. He gets a lot of he gets a lot of shit for that, doesn't he? I'm sure he does. Like he like he killed WCW because of that. 
<laughs> oh, he killed WCW. He did, yeah, that's, that, that's... the reasons why WCW disappeared. <laughs> so, so I assume you haven't seen David Arquette's documentary that he did? I haven't seen that yet. No, no I it, want to. It is very good. You should definitely check it out. Very you get, get more it. of an insight into the guy, you know, and he just seems like a guy... A, a, a normal guy that he just loves wrestling. He wants to be around it. And um, he did a nice little run on the independence and stuff. Yeah, I've seen a few of his hardcore matches. Yeah, yeah I did know that because people used to fuck him up. There's the, yeah, there's the famous one with uh, uh, Nick Gage. Is it Nick Gage? Nick Cage, yeah. Cage, sorry. Yeah. Um, and then there's one on this documentary where, like, he thinks he's got booked by this place. He turns up and it's a bunch of yarders. Yeah. Uh, but it, you know, CZW style sort of gig. <laughs> it is. If you get a chance to watch it, I, I highly recommend it. It was, it was very good. I'll add that to the list. It, it, it made yeah. me want to wrestle him. So. This is the reason I do these podcasts. See, like David yeah. Arquette documentary. Da- da- David, if you're listening, uh, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do a wrestle. Not yeah, in the outside of the Scots. Just found out that that no longer exists. <laughs> yeah, heartbreaking. You're heartbroken. Well, I'm I have, heartbroken. That was, I have a pretty big back garden. So that, that was 70% of my bookings. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get on to your wrestling and how it all started for you. Um, are we allowed to you know, reminisce a little? Of, of yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, you know, it's all, it's all part of history, isn't it? Like, not everyone has that smooth start. And, uh, oh, none of them. Absolutely. I, 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 you know, we we all get into this because we we love wrestling, and you're that kind of gives you tunnel vision sometimes to the reality uh, that you're in. Yeah, and and that's definitely what I had for like the first. I, I I'll say my first run in wrestling. Um, I don't really like to to call that as my because re- I wasn't trained very well and I wasn't good, and you know that's that's down to just my environment. I should have been more aware of where I was and what was out there. But at the time, I wasn't, you know. I, I started off, um, I'm not going to name drop the promotion because uh, we've got some issues with each other, shall I say. Uh, and they don't deserve it, so... And the, yeah, and they definitely don't <laughs> deserve it. But, you know, I, actually, I didn't even start with uh, with him. Um, I started off, you, you remember BCW? I think you both, guys both yeah. weren't there. BCW, yeah. Uh You know, and I, Adam Adam was a, a, you know, he's a really good guy, but he wasn't a serious promoter and he wasn't a serious trainer. You know, and it, the training with him was looking back now, it was a bit of a youth club and that's not a knock on him, you know, like there was everyone there loved it and, and we all had a good time. And then yeah, this other promotion come around um, and, uh, you know, he started training there and then like he's putting on shows. And so I'm like, okay, this is, this is the path forward. This is how I become a wrestler is I go to this guy's training. He's in, he put me on a show well too early. I was well too young. You know, but like I was, I was, I was thirteen at the time, and what thirteen-year-old who wants to be a wrestler is ever going to say no to that? You yeah, know, exactly. like I wish, I wish I had like hindsight now. I wish I had someone guiding me that was like, not yet, not yet. You're too small. You're too young. You, you're going to get hurt. Um, but I didn't, so I did it, and uh, it was atrocious. I've got it on YouTube. I'll maybe send you guys the link if you want to laugh. Oh, um, brilliant! <laughs> <laughs> Comment section below in case I want to watch it. <laughs> and like you know. I, I, I trained through that and I, I thought that's it now I'm a wrestler you know I'm I'm training here I'm working these shows and uh yeah it wasn't until it wasn't until I left and come back that I realized that there was there was more I guess I I, I think I wrestled for him for five years maybe and I stopped for five years you d- you done a small stint with war didn't you 
Oh, so oh, there was that. Yeah, sorry, my apologies. Um, towards the end. Yeah. So, so kind of as you sort of start getting a bit older and a bit wiser to what was going on. Yeah. So I think I got into my early or mid-teens, so sixteen, seventeen. Um, you know, I got obviously I got taller. I, I didn't get bigger. I was, <laughs> I was lanky. Like, um, but uh, yeah, I got a couple of outside bookings and stuff like that. Like I, I went and worked for. Um, uh, ACW it was like they, they changed to something else again you probably shouldn't mention those actually with their history uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what uh, would that be <laughs> uh, did, did, a, did a couple for war where I think I had probably my best match to date at that point was with uh, the judge um, yeah one of my best matches was with him actually and uh, we, he, you know he just helped me I think it was probably that match that helped me understand psychology of a match a bit better because that wasn't taught where I was it was just Moves, 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 off you go, sort of Just thing. like to clarify, that is where I was trained, by the way, before. You, think you were trained at war? Yes. Oh, I, 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 I just assumed. I, no, I apologise No, I was that. not trained where you think I was trained. <laughs> I was beating which, which, which explains why you were much better than the rest of us. Oh, no, I was not. <laughs> definitely not. I take that as a compliment, but I was definitely not. Um, but yeah, like, and then I, I got a good understanding of the psychology of, of how you piece a match together from from that match, and it was a, it was a good big man little man match. Um, Which he I remember. I remember we got told off because we were the opener and we did too much. There was like a German suplex in there, a dive, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and like yeah, that was probably my best match to date at that point. And then I think I had a, I don't know how long I did actually, such a long time ago. Maybe I did another year, and I had a falling out with a. Uh, uh, my trainer or prom- a main promoter and I, I, I sacked it off I was just at that age where other things interested me like I had a had a girlfriend at the time I was at that age where I'd go out and legally drink and all these things just happened and I, I just didn't need the stress of that place so I went off and just did normal life stuff when I seen you at the sort of tail end I think when you had sort of come back or you were doing the end of your stint yeah was when I'd noticed a big difference. So when you'd, you'd kind of dropped the the red, I'm going to call it a gimp mask. Sorry, mate. Gimp mask. <laughs> no, it's fair. That's just fair. <laughs> you'd dropped the red gimp mask and you'd gone to the hysteria style mask. Yeah. Is when I noticed a difference in you. I, I, I was looking, I was watching footage of you and I was like, yeah, that's not the same guy that you used to wrestle yeah. when I was wrestling. You know, I think I think a lot of it is is that you know I just got older, and I, I say I don't want to say I put on size, but obviously I did put on a bit of size. Like, not I'm not. Yeah, you definitely mass. much taller than you were when you were. When uh, I was- and because I think when starting at that young age, you know, like I wasn't bumping properly because bumps hurt because I didn't have no mass on me, so I didn't want to take these like snapback bumps because they would wind me because I, I had nothing protecting me. It was just boom, 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 and then like as I got a bit older and you know I was taller, a bit bigger. Like I say, bigger. Like I I wasn't going to the gym. Um, these these bumps didn't hurt so much, so I could do more in my matches. Um, they're still atrocious. Like I've watched them back <laughs> a few times, but uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't good. It, it, I cringe to look back at it, but it, you know, we all started somewhere. So, how did you fall in love with wrestling in the first place? Is this something you've always liked ever since you were a kid, or did you get into it later on? Or uh, older brothers, older brothers got, got me into it. I, I, I specifically have one memory of of when I got into wrestling. I don't know if you guys ever did uh, like school plays. Yeah. Like uh, and and so we went to a Catholic school, mate. We definitely done school plays. So we always used to do one. We did every year. <laughs> when when I was in when I was in junior school, um, they we used to you know go to school, 
and then we, we'd we'd come home and then we'd go back in the evening we'd perform the play and it was done over two nights and my oldest brother i think was in senior school at the time and he had his friend round and they were watching something and i i can i remember specifically it was the undertaker versus Shawn michaels bad blood 97 and i was just like mesmerized by it like the, the undertaker this like gothic dead man uh, he was just beating the hell out of Shawn michaels and then i had to go to do my school play and i really didn't want it i wanted to sit around and watch the rest of the match and it was probably maybe 10 years later before i got to see the rest of that match <laughs> <laughs> and that and that's your earliest memory of uh... that's my earliest memory and then uh then just computer games was probably my way into it um in your house on the playstation one if you guys played that yeah definitely the old uh, um, arcade style game it was the right before Warzone. i didn't get into wrestling until i was much older like Oh really? Harrisonly older, if I'm honest. Yeah, like That's thirteen. <laughs> like you know, you, you know the age when you're coming out of getting into wrestling. Like yes, you, you've got to an age where like you go and you meet. Like, I think I was probably was, thirteen, fourteen. So it's like the time you should be grown out of it. So I hate. Yeah, that, that is probably the age in it where um, yeah. you either I, stick with it forever, or or you forget about it. I absolutely hated it, if I'm honest. Um, I grew up my whole childhood. I was like, yeah, not interested in it. Not what what. What was it that uh, made you hate it? I just thought it was cheesy. Like my yeah. my memory of it was like the Hogan and all that sort of stuff. Just to me, it wasn't. It was like you know, there's so much had happened in the time I'd never watched it. I think I had one of the old WWF rings. You know, your little Hasbro figures. Those kind of you know, the little. I yeah. had one of them that was as close as I got to wrestling, but it was only because someone bought me it. But <laughs> I went to a friend's sleepover at like 13, 14. He was really into wrestling. And um, started watching it from there. And I was a bit like, yeah, it's all right. At the time, you know, we were one of the few people who had um, cable, Sky, whatever it was. I, mean, I think it was NTL at the time. NTL, so yeah. <laughs> on Saturday morning, so I'd sit and watch that. And then I was kind of like, okay, this isn't that bad. And then sort of, before you know it, weeks turned into months and months have turned into years. And, you know, the times you should have been finished watching it, I wasn't, I was still there where... Uh, watching and then I met Jermaine who um told us about wrestling school which was BCW. Yep. Was that and, the uh, works in Kettering? Yeah, 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 the works in Kettering. And um we went over there. We it was me and a guy I went to school with and we were crucified when we walked in the door because it was actually ran by um Adam's older brother, Lee. Okay, yeah. When oh, okay. I first went there. And uh, he basically told Jermaine that no one was else, else was allowed to join and how dare he bring other people along. And he made me and my friends stand in front of everybody else and let them make the decision on whether or not we were allowed to wrestle. Wow. And <laughs> In the back of a pub. <laughs> in the back of a pub. Uh, yeah, like it was some kind of elite premier place you needed to be. Like they didn't even have enough mats to make a ring. It was just a bit of um, underlay at the edge just to make the rest of it up. So I, I, I forgot, I completely forgot, but I did train there once. And um, uh, do you remember Jake? Yeah. He wrestled briefly as Tyler Hayes. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we went along, we, were, we was maybe, I don't know, 10, 11 years old. Uh, paid our money, trained a little bit. They made us do back bumps by pushing us over somebody on all fours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, made us sit out a lot of a lot of stuff and watch. And at the end of the session, said, "Look, lads, you're too small. Come back when you're older." <laughs> like you took our money. <laughs> like, you, you didn't. You didn't know that at the start of the session. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, that was Adam. Yeah, that was Adam. 
Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's kind of how I, that's how I fell in love with it. And that's kind of how it, it sort of carried on for me. And I should have probably bailed earlier, but. There's just something about it that just sucks you in, isn't there? There is just something about it. Even to this day now, there's still sometimes, I was saying to Stick the other week when we had him on, I was like, you know, the way I train now, I sometimes think, oh, if I went back, I'd be, and then I'd, I just think, just, you left for a reason, just leave it in there, leave it in the past. Did you leave on your terms? Uh, kind of. Yeah, because I, I, I think closer. I think that's what uh, brought me back. Um, was that I didn't really leave on my terms. I left on bad terms, you know. I left angry with the promoter and hated it. And I didn't want to. I didn't want to do that, you know. I always had that craving in my head, like I just go back and do a little bit, you know, like for one more year maybe. And um, that you know, five years passed before I did that. And I was like, yeah, just go back and do one year. You know, it's not going to hurt. Leave, and then you can leave on your terms and you'll be happy with it. And yeah. then now I'm still here. <laughs> I think I think with mine, it was, um, I really wish I'd listened to my own advice. So my very, very last match in the said promotion that we aren't talking about, um, I sat down with Blake and uh, Chris Tyler. And I said to them, look, you guys have got passion for it you know, you're good at what you're doing, but you need to go somewhere else. You need to go and get trained by somebody else. Otherwise, you aren't going to go anywhere. You need to get out of here. And thankfully, both of them did. They went to LCW when it was still around. Um, and were tra- I think it's still there from a training point of view. I don't think it's still called the same thing anymore. No, now it's uh, like there. It used to be LCW Elevation. Yeah. Uh, training school and now it's yeah. just an elevation they're doing their own standalone thing that's run by uh, joseph connors yeah I, so I, Joe was I, running I, it at the time yeah i trained there also yeah and i said you've got to go and that was obviously before all the uk stuff started it was long long before all the uk stuff started yeah and uh it worked out well for chris as you know um and much more for blake as well because you was seeing him appearing in a lot of other promotions not I, uh his hard work it, it, you know, like if it, if it, if you want something that's going to make you feel good, then uh, Chris did the same thing for me. You know, so he's obviously taken your advice, done it, and he's passed that same advice on to me. Is it Chris Tyler? No, 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 uh, Blake. Sorry. Um, Blake. Yeah. Um, you know, so if you if you said that to him, he said that to me, and he's the reason I've, that I went elsewhere and did other things beyond that one promotion. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame because that one promotion was very good at promoting. It was, and, that, yeah. and that's it. But it, from from the other side of things, it's like it, it was very eye-opening to have a conversation with Sticks last week, uh, the other week, sorry, um, where he was literally saying about how he feels that him getting other people on shows is good for him, because yeah. you know people then go get to have, have a good reputation of him. So you know people go to him, they say, "Oh, who we trained by?" and he says, "Oh, House of Pain." automatically, you know, the shields come down and they're a bit more open with them. And then when they have a good match with them, they're like, yeah, I mean, that's a good training school. So, and that's, and you know, word of mouth that more people want to go to them. Whereas it was a little bit more shut off the other way around. It was, it was very, very much about money, if, if you ask me. And yeah, he, he didn't, he didn't want you working anywhere else. No. That, that was always a big issue as well. Uh, especially if that promotion was, a little bit too close for his his liking yeah yeah um uh, but you know like I've, I've been given little bits of advice over the years and and someone told me you need to start treating this like a business 
you know, which is what it is. You know, we also we all say like, oh, the business or, you know, we use that term, but we don't ever sometimes value it like that and value ourselves. And, and you know, I started taking this advice and, and that's probably how I ended up out of there. Yeah, yeah well, that, that's, that's probably the best thing to do as well. You know, at the end of the day, you've got to promote yourself. You know, like I like to be loyal to people that are loyal to me, you know, and I, I wanted to keep working there, but I wanted to keep doing it under my terms, you know, like I wanted to, obviously I had a, I had a bit of a character transformation and, and the, the new thing I was doing, the Brady Phillips character was getting me booked, you know, A, B and C. And I was like, well, this is obviously working and the, the mass stuff isn't, but I don't want to just abandon it like, like that. I was like, let's do something here and then I want to drop it completely because that's not what I want to do anymore. And he just, you know, you couldn't work that with him. You know, I tried to be fair about it and, it, and it, it, he wasn't interested and that, that pretty much terminated our, our working relationship there. Well, it's from the sounds of things and from the looks of things, it's worked out much better off for you. You know, you're in a lot of other promotions now because of it. So, but yeah. not at the moment, obviously. But no. <laughs> you're, in it, you're in a lot more promotions than, than you were. So let's talk more about your training. So not your wrestling training, but let's talk about the sort of gym stuff you do and why you do it. Um, and how that's kind of evolved over the years. Uh, I'm like, yeah, with, with with the gym stuff, I, I trained, I guess, like you, you stand when I started, like your your four by ten uh, sets of everything and anything, you know. And then I, I say, I, I it's not powerlifting I do, but it is strength training. Yeah, you know, and I, I do that because that's what I enjoy. It's, is it the best thing for wrestling? Yeah, maybe not, you know. Like aesthetically, uh, you're probably more. Uh, appealing to a promoter if you look chiseled and like a bodybuilder you know like i'm not out of shape by any means but like i don't train to look uh like a bodybuilder i should say no, but i think um strength tra- i mean we were talking about this is the the weird balance you need to have when it comes to wrestling is you need to be gymnast you need to be bodybuilder you need to be strength athlete you need to be powerful there's all these things you just don't get in any other sport. I, I think this is why a lot of the the WWE guys do CrossFit because yeah. they're they're getting their compound movements in, they're getting their cardio in, and and you know it's a lot. They do a lot of high reps with stuff, don't they? Like pull ups and and things like that. So I think that's probably the closest balance you're going to get to a to a wrestling uh, gym yeah, I mean- workout is probably CrossFit. It's quite yeah. funny though, because if you follow gym trends, that's exactly how wrestling follows. So if you go back to the 80s and 90s, you had the Gold's Gym era. All the wrestlers followed the same thing. It was all the kind of, you know, the Hogan look. Walking animal. And yeah. All these guys that went in did the big benches and the dumbbell work, where the Zimba tracky bottoms and their bum bags and stringers yeah. yeah and then you went through the 90s where you had like the sort of 90s into the noughties where you had the more bodybuilding side of it so you had the triple h's and the rocks and all that sort of thing which when bodybuilding was really popular and now crossfit's really popular and then there's a lot of people that follow crossfit in in wwe I, I've, I've never even thought of that comparison but yeah it sounds right it, it's a it's an odd it's an odd trend that seems to they seem to go hand in hand whether it's not because it's just kind of what happens with sports when it's you know new gym things turn up and people get into it i don't know but i think you're right in in, in saying that crossfit kind of makes you i think boxing and crossfit are probably as close as you're going to get to what you need to be for a wrestler i, I think a, a lot of the reasons they do it as well is obviously being on the road obviously not right now but like with their schedules and stuff and finding the gym and getting their workouts in you know maybe they'll only get free workouts in that week uh, and doing something like crossfit is going to be hit 
more muscle groups than if you used to do like yeah. a bro split. Yeah. Yeah, they can hit full body three times a week, get everything in. And I think good thing about CrossFit is, is you know, you've got your endurance wads, you've got your one rep maxes or your heavy strength days, and you've got like your lifts, your carries, your kind of like strongman-esque parts of it as well. So it covers everything that you would end up doing in a ring. Yeah. I think that's kind of that's what I was saying about boxing as well, is that you're getting that conditioning. So you've got that kind of MMA and the boxing side of things. Um, from a conditioning point of view, is very similar to wrestling. But there's no breaks in wrestling. And this is a thing that a lot of people don't understand is in boxing and MMA, yeah, you're going to fight and you're going to fight for a long time. But you're going to have breaks in between. You don't get that with wrestling. You find your breaks where you can find them. I mean, Kieran, have you heard of a headlock? There's other aspects to wrestling as well that will blow you up, but you won't realise that they, they blow you up. And it's things like selling and, and just that extra movement and stuff are, are, are things that will get you. Yeah, you know? not even heat. You get underneath some, underneath some of the spotlights and it's just like, where's this heat come from? It was freezing cold a minute ago. Yeah. I'm wearing a pair <laughs> of pants and I can't breathe under the heat. Uh, but I've I've worked in some uh, some cold venues, and I'll I'll take a hot venue over a cold one any day. Like I, I had a this there was a church in Leeds uh, for Tidal Wrestling, and it was in December, and it was honestly the coldest thing. I like I had to have my hoodie on for my entrance. I did not want to take that thing off. It was just awful. New Brady Phillips. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll and, wear a hoodie uh, now, guys. I'll wear a hoodie. Didn't you, uh, didn't you wrestle in a cave? I did. That was also... I don't want to speak of the cave. Oh, my God. What a day. <laughs> it was cold. It was wet. I think everyone got ill from it. Oh, wow, that was an experience, though, right? What, what promotion uh, it, was that? That was for uh, Breed Wrestling up in uh, Sheffield. Breed, okay. Um, what, the, the, they call it Star Cave. Oh, okay. That's cool. I think it's all on YouTube. Um, I think they uploaded all their stuff, but uh, it was a it was a very stressful day, and that was one of the days where everyone was under time restraints because they had hired buses. Because this cave's in the middle of nowhere, so it's a, it's a it's a cave in the north, and so they'd hired buses to get fans back. But the the buses were leaving at nine, so we had to have main event finish boom nine o'clock. Yeah. Well when the show's over running and it starts late and we get to the second half and there's four matches, we've got one hour. Very stressful. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that doesn't sound, uh, doesn't sound like it's going to be the best of fun. I don't know. I've got some pet peeves for it, you know, like as a, it, you know, it was a crowning moment for a baby face in that match and we're having to cut short, you know, and the match is less than it should have been uh, because of time restraints. But it is what it is, you know, and you work under whatever circumstances you're given. I was a little bit salty about it on the night, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm all right about it now. <laughs> well, it's understandable, especially when you, I think some things that people don't realise is that you don't, all, you know, you might get 12 minutes to wrestle if you're lucky. And if you don't get booked a lot, I'm not saying you don't now, but, you know, in the early days, if you don't get booked a lot, and this is sometimes where you get that sort of more is less, but you don't really understand that because you've got 12 minutes and what you want to do is go out there and put on the best possible match you can put on. Yeah. Uh, going out and doing the main event in the first, first match is not the way to do Absolutely it. Absolutely not. But you you, want, you want to rub that. some people the wrong way. That's how you do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've done that many other times, many other times, not even realizing then, I was doing it, just doing it. You know, I, I say that and I believe that an opening match should be a, 
it depends on the crowd also but if it's a family crowd it should be a simplistic match like these people it might be their first time at a wrestling show teach them how to react to things you know so yeah. nice basic match nothing too high impact definitely nothing outside the ring you know simplicity to, to get them cheering get them booing you know and leave leave some stuff for the other matches yeah but then you have some cards where they're more smarter fans yeah. you know and, and they're already queued up to it and like and in that case it's like everyone's sort of in it for themselves mm-hmm. so yeah you just gotta do what you gotta do and it's like you're the first three minutes of a youtube video you're the one that's going to judge how they predict the rest of the show yeah if you don't buy them in the first three minutes they're going to be snobby the rest of the, the rest of the show you know you've just got to find that balance know where you are and sometimes you've just kind of got to play to the promoter you know they're the ones that are going to rebook you so i need to make an impact with the crowd enough to the point where the promoter wants to bring me back because i want to get booked again but yeah. i also don't want to piss off the boys in the back you know i say boys boys and girls i should it's a term yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> um and it's, it's sometimes it's hard to find that balance and sometimes you just got you know you, you can't please everybody yep that is a very very good point is it's finding that that balance that you need to uh that tightrope you need to walk make sure that you're doing the right thing but also doing enough that people know who you are. So from, um, from a wrestling point of view then, what sort of promotions are left for you to want to work in? So let's just take the big ones out of the equation for now, because I'm going to guess that they're always on the list. There's no always, always on the list. You should be always, always aim high, you know, dream, dream big. Um, you know, like I set myself a couple of goals. Um, I, I guess I've never really spoke about public, but like, I'd li- I wanted to do the Progress Dark match. They were doing dark matches for a little while. Yeah, and uh, I thought like if I can get one of those, like, I think I can do enough to make a, an impact. And they were, I had someone that was working there at the time, and he he was communicating between me and one of the guys that run the place, and just nothing come of it. You know, it is what it is. It's it's, it's wrestling, but um, that's something I would like to do at some point. Is is yeah. that in the UK? Progress is that sort of punk rock and the establishment sort of thing. Uh, that especially like I don't I don't think I'll get. You know, maybe a few people in London might know who I am. I've wrestled down there a couple of times, and yeah. a lot of their fans are the smarter fans that that come to shows that I do work at. But if I could get on a progress show up north, like oh. where where I primarily work, um, I think I, I'd, I'd get a better reaction, and uh, maybe I could make a bigger impact. Who knows? Yeah, I think I, you, the last gig you done was uh, PCW, wasn't it? Which was at the beginning of this year. Ooh, was that? Uh, yeah, I've done a. Yeah, I did. I did PCW. I've done. Uh, I did a run on the camps with NGW, and okay. I did a, my last show in front of a crowd was uh, Elevation uh, Wrestling, my my training school promotion. Oh, awesome! Yeah. So, do you still train? Uh, I hands up, I haven't been uh, as often as I should have, uh, primarily because I I work a day to day job and. You know, I, I'm making excuses, and I shouldn't. I should put more effort into training. Um, you know, it's just get you get midweek, and I'm I'm just a bit fried. Uh, you know, I'm trying to balance work life, gym life, and then I've got for wrestling during the week in the middle of there. Sometimes it just gets on top of you a little bit. But I, I should I should make more effort, and it is something I want to start doing again as soon as we can. Is uh, get back to that. So on the days that you are feeling unmotivated, so you know. Gym's not the top of your list. What do you do to make sure that you get there? 
Uh, I think I've just got a in, in, ingrained in me. Like I know now, like I used to be really strict on myself and it would be like train every day. And I'd do six days a week. I'd wrestling training twice a week and then whatever shows I had at the weekend. And uh, I, I kind of learned now to stop looking at rest days like they're a bad thing. And I started calling them recovery days because yeah. that's what they are. And so Wednesday is like my recovery day, unless I had a terrible session or the, the, maybe I had to cut short or something like that. Like Wednesday, I'll always have off the gym nowadays. Um, but like, I think in terms of like motivating myself, I just know I'll be miserable if I don't. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just know that it's not worth missing it for how I'll feel for not going. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't think that's kind of depressing, uh, saying it out loud, but <laughs> it just it, it it keeps me going there. No, that's 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 a good point. I mean, a lot of people say you know motivations for amateurs. You know, professional athletes don't get motivated; they have to do it. It's their job. It's their work. Uh, so sometimes it's just that day you kind of have to go in, don't you, and just kind of do it <laughs> and get it out yeah. of the way because you know something depends on it. At the minute during lockdown, that's obviously a lot harder. What is well, it? Princess Champion Show Up. Yeah. Sounds like a John Cena quote, that. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? There is a, you know, like when you, you guys follow your own programs or you got a program that you're currently following? Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's no, no better feeling than when you're following a program and you've got your projected numbers if you're working off percentages or, or whatever you're meant to do if your five by fives increase that next week and you're going in and you're just smashing every workout every week you know, and then you're motivated to get that next workout in, bang, bang, bang. And, you know, like your deadlifts are going up 2.5 kilos each week. And it's like, you're excited for that deadlift. I don't know if you guys get the same feeling from that. Oh yeah. That, that's yeah 100%. When, when, when you've got your numbers just right and you're just rocking and rolling, like every workout, bang, bang, bang. Like that's, you know, and like you do get them times where maybe you worked out your numbers wrong. And, <laughs> you know, you, you, get, <laughs> you get pinned by a weight that you should be throwing up for five, you know? <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. I shared that information. <laughs> that was secret off camera. God damn uh, it. Well, also, you know, we're, we're not we're not calculators. So you, sometimes following a formula is all, all well and good, but it doesn't take into account your emotional stress. How are you feeling? What, what, you've, what you've eaten. You yeah, know, exactly. that's, a, that's a big thing for me. Like if I've eaten, if I haven't eaten enough the day before and the day of, like I know that workout is going to be crappy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hit this set. Why? Oh, I've had 45 minutes sleep and a, a bag of knickknacks. That's it. <laughs> I, I think my body works opposite sometimes, you know, like I, I, I'm terrible at sleep and I, I have been since I was a teenager. Like uh, if, I, if I have to get up early in the morning for work and I finish early afternoon, I will nap before I go to the gym. And sometimes that, you know, I make up that little bit of sleep that I didn't get the night before. Other times it will ruin my workout and I would have been much better off going tired. Oh yeah, that hits home. I feel that. <laughs> Those naps are the worst. You know, when you're just feeling really tired and you just go, do you know what? I'm just going to have five minutes. Five minutes will be all I need and I'll be oh. wide awake. And then you, you wake up and you just lay there going, why did I sleep? Why so did I'll, I do that? I might get crucified for this, but a nap for me is a two hour minimum thing. <laughs> no, that's, that's me. Yeah, uh, I've, I've tried to nap before going to train with Kieran and I wake up when I should be at Kieran's. <laughs> oh, no, that's like, not true. He wakes up when we're all finished. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, guys. Fell asleep. Yeah. You ever, you ever, um, you ever nap roulette? Nap roulette? Where you don't set an alarm. Oh, yeah. You wake up when you wake up. 
I'd be alright with that because I still wake up mega early anyway. <laughs> so from a, um, so we've covered motivation and in sort of what motivates you to keep moving. Um, what sort of goals have you got in mind from a fitness point of view? So what are you, have you got set numbers you're looking to hit in or? I made the mistake of posting one on Twitter a few weeks ago, a few about a month ago, probably was a 300 kilo deadlift. And you're knocking on it, aren't you? What do you well, weigh? I'm maybe a hundred. I'm about a hundred kilo. Um, but but well, it's, it's a number. It's a hundred kilo. I had in my head actually it was a weight I wanted to be at. But I wanted to be a hundred kilo lean. So I was like, let's just bulk <laughs> up to one ten and strip it back. Yeah. <laughs> but but it, it's hard. It's hard bulking, um, especially when you're designed to be lanky. Uh, yeah, but number wise, um, three three hundred kilo dead would be nice. Uh, I'd like a two two twenty squat and a one eighty bench would be nice. Yeah, you know, got, got got a little bit of a a push on that. I mean, like right now, I'd like a six hundred total, uh, and I'm I'm around five seventy without testing my max squat. Okay. Uh, primarily because I, I twinged my back, so I haven't deadlifted or back squatted in maybe a month, yeah. five weeks maybe. It's just been uh, front squats for me, or zombie squats if you've ever tried those. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. zombie oh, squats or zurchers. I'm not not a fan. Not a fan of zurchers. Oh, I, I know I've got a friend that loves them, just not for me. I think they're very marmite. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, definitely. Just like any gym lift, they're very marmite. You either get, you either love it or you hate it. At the moment, I'm hating squats. I absolutely hating them. I um, I, I I threw some weight on my back tonight. Uh, it's the first time I've loaded the bar on my back. Uh, I just did some box squats. Nothing, nothing major. I only, I only did a hundred kilo just to sort of feel it out. And it's still a little bit twingy, so I'll probably need a couple more weeks before I start trying again. Yeah, yeah. Do you, uh, do you track anything else other than like the big three? Do you do your overhead or do you do a combine? I, uh, I don't really track my overhead. Like I do a little bit. Uh, I'm a terrible overhead presser. Uh, it's just one of those lifts that I just suck at. Um, but I try, I, just, I try and increase it each week. And uh, it's yeah. not always, it's not an important lift to me. Uh, I do enjoy my shoulder workout. Uh, my split, I don't have a back day. So I, I follow this Brian Alger, uh program-ish, like his template, shall we say, yeah. where he does, um, whenever he does a press, he does a pull. So when I'm benching, I'm doing bent over rows before it. So I actually superset my bench all the time. Uh, so it'd be bent over rows into my bench press. I used to throw a core on yeah. the end of that as well, but it just got a bit much. Um, and that was that was my template for a while. And uh, whenever I do an overhead press, it's a pull up or a vertical pull, should we say? So a lap pull down, pull up. And uh, I've just followed that for a little while now, and it, it saved me doing a back day because on a bro split, I go in. I don't deadlift on a back day. Deadlift had its own day. It was another lower body day for me. Yeah. And so like I just go in there and it just be some rows and some pull downs. I'll be done. It just seemed like a waste of a day of a 30, 45 minute workout, and, and seeing the opportunity to split that. It just just seemed beneficial to me. Yeah, Jim Wendler's got something similar, which he causes the the horizontals and the verticals. Yeah. So when you do a press, you do a pull. Yeah. Like you do a bench press, you do a horizontal pull. You do an overhead press, you do a vertical pull. Yeah. And that's kind of how he um, did some accessories for the five three one sort of uh, 
the extension to boring but big that he did. But yeah, that's that's that's, that's some a way that I used to train a lot as well because yeah, I hate back days. It's so boring. And, and uh, with my shoulder and slash back day, it's one of those where you get a, a thick ass pump off it. Like oh yeah, un, unintentionally, <laughs> but be, you know your lats are, are pumped up, your delts are pumped up, you know your triceps. You just feel real thick. It's a it's a fun day for me. So like it, I, I used to like if I was feeling a little bit run down and I was maybe meant to bench press that day. I could maybe switch it with the shoulder day because I'll smash that workout, you know, yeah. on two hours sleep, no food. <laughs> There's something special about a good shoulder workout as well. When you yeah. get that, you get a pump on shoulder workout, either, either chest or shoulders. You just get that. It's just a different level. You just don't get it on anything else. I, I don't care what you say. So that's, that's what it is. If, you, if, I, if I'm exactly the same as you, if I'm feeling bad or I just want to, make myself feel a little bit better. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go and do a chest workout or I'm going to do it. I'm going to get the traps popping or do something like that instead. I used to, I used to do an arm day at the end of the week. It's like my treat day. You know, like, (laughs) you know, like I've I've smashed legs twice. I've done my bench. I've done my shoulders. I've had a rest day. It's Saturday. Saturdays are for arms, you know, and I I haven't done it in a long time. (laughs) Little treat day, you know, good bicep, tricep pump. Do you train any like um, unconventional lifts, like uh, like a log, or do you just stones or sandbags? No. Like so uh, at the minute, like gym wise, I'm at I'm at a commercial gym, so you know it's a, it's a in terms of commercial gyms, it's a good one, uh, but like it doesn't have any speciality stuff like that, strongman stuff. Yeah. I would. There are some gyms like you. You guys are. Uh, I'm not gonna say your location. I don't know if you want that on, on on here, but like where you are or where I think you are, there's a gym that's got a lot of strongman stuff. You know, they've got yokes, yeah, they've got yeah, Atlas, yeah, Atlas yeah. Stones, and a car deadlift, which I, I really yeah. do. Apparently it's gone now. Yeah, it's gone now. Really... Yeah, they've revamped, yeah. No more car deadlifts. It's a, it was a nice little novelty for the gym. Um... Uh, people know where we are, right? It's the cave. We're talking about the cave. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think uh, Rhino's Gym in Stamford, I think they've got a lot of the um, old school strongman stuff now as well. Um, so there's a place to check out if you do like it. <laughs> I've not been there. I've been invited there by some friends, like to do like a little mini meet uh, oh, yeah. ma- and max out some stuff. But I, I never, I never actually went. They all lifted way more than me. <laughs> I'm busy that day. I'm uh, yeah, washing my hair. <laughs> so, we've covered some of your wrestling. We've covered um, your motivations. We've covered some of your routine as well. Um, what's What's next for Brady Phillips? What's, you know, who, who have you got in line for opponents? Who have you got your eye on? Actually, let's pull it back a little bit. Who is your favourite opponent, if you're allowed to say, you know, or if you've got one specific, and what was your favourite match? Uh, you broke up a little bit for me there, Kieran. If you or what, was your, uh, what was your favourite match or favourite opponent? Oh, See, I, I'm always... Uh, I always feel like I miss somebody out on this because there's a lot of guys I like working with, but, like, for me... For me to enjoy a match, it needs to be near flawless on my part, or or and it's never is. I'm my biggest, I'm my own biggest critic. But I've got a couple of matches that stand out in terms of crowd reaction, and uh, yeah. one of those I wrestled a young lad called Joe Nelson uh, up in Tidal, and uh, it was just everything just clicked that night, and the crowd just ate everything up that we gave them. You know, it was just a really just really good match and he was a fill-in opponent as well like my, my actual opponent got injured on a show the night before um so that that, that is one and my other one is uh i wrestled i got, got to wrestle dean or mark oh yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um 
first time wrestling, you know, I, I was, it was, I'd just become Southside European champion the, the month prior. And I wanted to give that belt its own identity. So I kind of took some inspiration from some old school Ring of Honor Pure Rules and incorporated it into that title. Just because just they had a few titles, I wanted this one to have, you know, like its own identity. Mm-hmm. And he, he was really cool with that. And like we pieced this match together using, so, you know, the, so the psychology of the, the new rules of the match. And again, it was one of those where a lot of things clicked. There's a few things in that match I watched back and like, I, you know, like I criticize myself and I see it every single time, but I don't know how noticeable it is, you know, but that that's up there as one of my favorites. And, and again, it's because of crowd reaction, like they ate everything up that we gave them. Yeah. So if you could, uh, so I think we've covered pretty much everything I was going to cover of um, Scott. Have you got anything else you want to add? No, I mean, I'm kind of interested in what your diet is because you eject. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> what is the for, uh, uh, so, was that an accidental or an on purpose scratch under the arms there? I'm not oh, sure. I was <laughs> <laughs> uh, that t shirt or a tank top? I can't tell. <laughs> um, <laughs> diet wise, like it, uh, I, I eat a lot of the same stuff. Um, I've been a little bit more forgiving of myself uh, since bulking, you know, trying to put on a bit of size. Oh, are you dirty bulking? Uh, a little bit, not too much. Um, you know, just if I've got to force some calories in me, I'll, I'll do it, you know, but. For the most part, like I, I've eaten oats every breakfast for the past like four years. I just increased the amount that I'm eating. I'm currently at 120 grams of oats uh, in the morning, and that's a slog. You know that's, that is, that's like, a yeah, that's a that's a beast. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I, and I'll throw like a tablespoon of carb killer spread in that, and a tablespoon of peanut butter. You know, give it some flavour. Oh. Just a bit of hot water with it, and then just <laughs> yeah. mow it down. You know. You think you're done, but then there's another 50 grams sitting right there ready for you. <laughs> so, what, so what's a typical day then? So you start with oats in the morning? Uh, so lately, uh, I've been having something on the, on the way to work. So I'll have like a, a protein shake or just to try and get them calories in before I start work. You know, just something small, protein shake, protein bar. Do you have a physical banana. job? A physical, yeah, somewhat, yeah. Like it's not okay. always, it's, it's dependent on the day. Okay. Um, oats for breakfast. Uh, chicken uh, some sort for lunch you know it'll either be chicken and rice chicken and potato and veg you know some some basic meal like that uh, I'll try squeeze in like another like meal between that and what I eat again so some days it's tuna you know uh, yeah. bang in a protein shake and then dinner dinner can be pretty much anything really steak I eat, I eat a lot of steak oh yes you know it varies day to day, really. Like, but I, I try and I'm not going to use the word. I hate the word, but it's a fairly clean diet. You're not eating a lot of crap in there. No, not on a typical day. I mean, like, like I said, I do sometimes throw in some stuff. Uh, when I first started this bulk, I was really struggling to get all my macros in, and I figured out that if I ate one donut a day, it would bring them all in. <laughs> Bang on! So I saw that as the opportunity just to throw a donut in every day. <laughs> so okay, let's just roll on that one. What is your go-to, now I'm going to say cheat, but what's your go-to um, meal if you're feeling a bit like, you know, I need something that's not on my normal diet? Oh. I'll call it a cheat meal if you want to. I'll call it a cheat meal. Um, so I think steak would be a cheat meal for some people. 
But I'll, who, I'll who, who would take me? <laughs> yes, well. no one sits there and goes, hmm, I really fancy some steak instead of the rest of the <laughs> You got a box of donuts in front of you. No, no, the steak. <laughs> uh, let me let me try it. Are we, are we just going one meal, are we? Whatever you want. A meal. Like, I mean, yeah, it could be three, three courses if you want. Yeah. Your death row, your death row meal. My death row meal. See, I'm I'm so indecisive of things. I'm I'm terrible. I'm like a terrible podcast guest because I can never just <laughs> pick pick one thing. Um, what do I like that is terrible? I, maybe pizza. Yeah, you know, pizza's I do. Like a a good Domino's. Uh, I like the meat your one with the barbecue base, stuffed crust, garlic dip. Throw in a couple of sides, chicken kickers with the with the. Potato wedges, little garlic bread pizza on the side. Are they the ones that do the burger pizza as well, with like gherkins on it? Oh, they, yeah, I think they do. I think they do. Yeah, I did try it. I, so, so like when I when I've done two for Tuesdays in the past, I'll get a pizza I like and one I've never had before. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I, I normally I, do that with Sophie. I just let her have. I just like I'm going to order you this pizza. Um, and then like dessert wise, like I, I'm a sucker for donuts. I love donuts. There they are. Yeah. They are top tier. Have you got a go to? Uh, so, have you been to Donuts in Nottingham? Yeah, but I have seen so many posts. Oh, like I follow their Instagram and it. it yeah, so it's, do I. It's torture to look at, you know. So they're, they're so good. Yeah. Um, I like quite a lot of the ones from there. Like, uh, I'm glad I don't live in Nottingham. I'd be there every day. Yeah. Uh, but uh, maybe they're millionaires, or they, I think it's billionaires they call it. That's a really good one. But I'm like, anyone listening that likes donuts, go check out their Instagram page. They're, they're donuts and they are beautiful looking donuts. <laughs> yeah, for right. sure. So we're coming to the end of the podcast, and there's one thing I ask all of the guests at the end of the podcast, and that is what bit of advice would you give your younger self? Ooh. Don't go to that training school. Google a better one. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, there was a better one. We had the trainer on the other week. Go check out that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if only if only I'd known. If only I'd known. Could have oh, saved myself so many years. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's my biggest regret is I didn't take my own advice and I should have just gone somewhere else. Yeah. It's never too late, Kieran. You can come back for one. I definitely know a couple of guys that uh, would would love to have that match. What with hey, me? I'll, I'll be your with you, with you. I don't think so. Somehow, mate. I'll, you. It was discussed the other day, mate. It was discussed was the other day. I'll, I'll be your Paul Bearer. Kieran. <laughs> Do you want to know something funny? I'll be it's, your ringman. <laughs> for my funeral, which I've already organised because we just have these weird conversations, Scott is actually going to be my Paul Bearer, dressed as Paul Bearer. <laughs> Great, another I, piece of shocking information I, I find out on a podcast. I don't want to. I don't want to throw a spanner in the works, and it's it's great that you've organised your future. Yeah. What if he goes? What if he goes first? Yeah. Well, I can't be his Paul Bearer. Yeah, and also um, you could you I'm could maybe do Brother Love. You, you no, got the hand for Brother Love. I just don't die. Yeah, you just, just don't die. Live forever. No. I'm a planet. <laughs> If I die, I take out the rest of the earth. I, I, I know you want to wrap this up, but uh, just just quickly question for me. What what are your totals at the minute? Oh, my total at the minute. Oh, dog shit. <laughs> dog shit. Uh, 
mine was going really well and I've had umpteen amounts of leg injuries for some bizarre reason. I keep pulling my calf and I have no idea why. It just keeps going. So squats have been off the table for me. I probably was at a, a 180 squat, maybe. Yeah, probably give or take maybe 170, 180 kind of squat. Um, That's big. What's your body weight? Uh, just shy of 80 kilos. Um, and deadlifts, 190. Uh, bench is at 115. Are you pulling, pulling sumo or conventional? Conventional. I keep trying sumo. I keep going back to it, but I just don't find myself getting into I don't find my back locks into a sumo as well as it does in a conventional. Mm. Which should be really good for me because I'm so short that it should like really shorten, that, shorten that range of motion a little yeah. bit more. I'm massive amounts, but yeah, I just can't do it. I just I find I pull so much more in conventional and it I yeah. don't feel yeah, like yeah. I have I, any kind I, of pulls or twinges either. I think the switch for me would take a while to catch up to my conventional. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Scott? Where are you at the moment? Oh, I mean, I, I've got a, a Chris Jericho list worth of injuries <laughs> that, that I am nursing. I reckon I could still pull and squat 200 if I had to, if I had the right music and some nose talk and some knee wraps. Uh, and my bench is probably about 140. I mean, I hit 130 for a double the other day. Yeah, you've got a pretty good bench at the moment. So, uh, probably about 140. I think that's about it. Overhead, probably about 100. Yeah. I think my, my end of the year plan was five. Well, I wanted a 500 total. That was my end of year yeah. plan. Um, Smashed it. Which I don't think I'd have been far off of it. Shouldn't I've had these stupid leg issues that keep happening. So my right calf keeps going and my left knee has just got no strength in it at all at the moment. Um, so do I you, do need to get them looked at. But. Do you ever uh, look at Squat University stuff? Yeah, um, yeah, all the time. Yeah, all the time. they always they always throw in a lot of stuff to to help with like stuff like that. So yeah. So I think what I'm going to do now is just I want to concentrate on getting that 200 dead by the end of the year. That's my goal. I mean, I got 195 the other day up to my knees, which was really irritating. Um, yeah, you've where, got that. Is that your, is that your weak point? Um, what is in pulling to my knees or, or dead? Yeah, is that yeah? Is that is that where yeah, your kind of deadlift breaks down? Isn't it? Um. No, it's, it's pulling it from the floor. It's not the lockout. What it okay. is, I use so much energy pulling it from the floor that by the time I get it to my knees, I've got nothing left. You've, you've, your acceleration slowed down. Yeah, yeah but yeah. whereas if I can pull quite heavy in rack pulls, so it's not going to be lockout. So I, yeah. I can get quite a decent rack pull. Um, are you, are you pulling deficits at all? No, no, I really should. Um, you, if, you, if your weak point is breaking the ground, I recommend deficits. Hmm. My issue is at the moment, is again, with the calf, is that anything yeah. where I'm overstretching, it's just and I had when I did the 190 I had um, knee sleeves double wrapped on my calves just to try and keep the pressure on them stop them from wanting to ping out yeah, um, yeah. but then I want to concentrate once I hit that 200 is getting a um, a 122 log press is my goal nice so I'm nowhere near that at the moment are you guys planning on competing at all? Uh, yeah I kind of I well I was until I had these issues with my legs Um but I may, I may do a log press thing. Yeah. I mean, my plan is to drop some weight and I want to do Highland Games. Nice. Yeah. So a bit more throwing, a bit more stones and stuff. So, yeah, knock that off the bucket list. Why not make yourself a list and uh, just start doing it? I, I, you know, I, I'm approaching uh, 30 this year and I want to make go. myself, I want to, well, <laughs> I don't feel it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to make myself a list of things that I, I can do now before 
my body deteriorates to the point where I can't do these athletic things anymore. For sure, uh, man, yeah. And, and get it done while I can, you know? And that's why I, I try in this wrestling thing for as Most long as I can. The important thing is, can you now backflip? I can do a shoddy backflip. That's all the matters, man. Oh, dear, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I will show you, like, if it's into a foam pit, pitch perfect you know like I, I, it's just something about doing it in a ring where I jump yeah. and I, I tighten up and yeah. I can get myself round <laughs> yeah like <laughs> one bit but, of advice I got told with backflips is stay looking forward don't put your head backwards okay so everyone especially when in the wrestling world because it's like a moonsault is you stretch backwards whereas I was always told to pick a point on the wall in front of me and keep eye contact that's, with a, that's a gymnastic technique right exactly yeah yeah, yeah. And it does work. Weirdly, it works. I'm just, I just tense up. Just can't, mm. can't relax. Man. But if you ask me to, to take a Canadian destroyer, boom, straight over. Oh, easy, yeah. You haven't got to land on your feet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I should sure like to claim that we were the first to do a DDT Canadian destroyer many, many years before anyone else done that move. And I have got the footage of it too. What used to, or me and you? Uh, no, it was me and uh, my, uh, me and Mikey Fury. Oh right, we did it in a war show actually. Oh, I probably got it. I've got the whole DVD box set. Yeah, you will have it. It'll be there somewhere. <laughs> right. Anyway, I am going to close up now. So thank you very much for joining us, Brady. Where can uh, people find you on social media? Oh man, I don't know the links. It's like Brady Phillips UK, maybe, or Brady Phillips Wrestler. Okay, we'll there's, put in the links below. If there, not, Google him. <laughs> it's, it's probably a topless picture of me as the profile picture. If not, you're on the wrong guy. Wearing a skirt. <laughs> it's a yeah, if it's a guy wearing a shirt who looks like a politician, wrong guy. <laughs> there's always a politician with your name, right? Maybe he's taking this Brady Phillips in a whole new direction. You don't know. <laughs> new COVID version of Brady Phillips. And once we're out of lockdown, we'll need to come down to House of Pain, get a workout in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, should, we should do a gym workout at some point. Yeah. Or we all, go, we all go down and meet Sam down at Mammoth and do some powerlifting. I actually really fancy the, uh, the House of Pain thing and um, putting Chris through an actual wrestling session. Oh, I'd love that. Film it. Put Chris through it. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> find a day where it's really quiet down there and we can just go and spend a couple of hours. Drop sticks a message. I'm sure he'd be definitely up oh, there. Um, yeah, I'm sure he would. He's, uh, <laughs> he's a solid guy. He is. He is. Right, so thank you very much for joining us and thanks everyone else for joining us. Uh, This has been another episode of Let's Talk About It. You can find me at let's underscore talk about it on social media. You can also go to www.letstalkaboutit.co.uk where you can also buy any of our merchandise and you can find all the old podcasts as well as Scott's PR or Bomb Out quiz that is also taking place every week. We'll catch you again soon, guys.